Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This doesn't look too big for him on any level. And it hasn't since he got into the game against Miami when Garoppolo got hurt. Last week he looked terrific. Tonight he looks fine. Better than fine. And they are the Western Division champions. So the 49ers win it by a score of 21 to 13, dealing a major blow to Seattle's playoff hopes along the way. Now, back to Will and Diddy on 95.7 The Game. That would be Al Michaels on the great Prime video. Good little career. Uh, he's done okay for himself. If he hangs in there, he might get an actual <laughs> network job sometime. <laughs> yeah, why turn down $150 million a game, though, if Seriously, they're offering man. it to you? What is Herb Street going to end up with at the end of this year? Does he work for everybody? Good Lord. Poor guy had to sit through that 65-7 to game, though, yesterday. What a joke. We can get into that as it, we get deeper into the it show. It really but was. It really was. College football, I have the fix for you. Oh. It, it will never get to that point. It's the same fix that we need to have for high school football, but we don't have it for college football yet. Mm, the same fix is for high school. But did you want everyone to go home at halftime and have muffins? No. What we need, Mark, is we need a super division. We need a division above what we currently have in the FBS. We need to have like an FAS. An FAS, an FBS, and an FCS. Okay. And the FAS it's would be... the SEC? It would be the SEC okay. and the Big Ten schools that want to partake, the Big 12s that want to partake, USC if you, and Oregon if you want to partake. You take the top 24 or so college programs and you let them have their own division because what we saw last night was an embarrassment for college football. I, I agree. My college take is a little bit different. And by, by the way, maybe Softy, uh, maybe he was... Okay, now he's ready, so I'll hold that Oh, thought. now he's ready. Well, I was like when he said bleep that guy Dan Dibley and then he wasn't answering his phone, I was like, maybe he meant it. Did you mean that, Softy? Were you... Yeah, up yours, Dibs. Yeah! Either you, either you booked me for this week, Softy, or you're the biggest coward in the oh, Northwest. Yeah, because yeah, 
because Dibley's going to come on Seattle radio and bring the heat, man. He's going to really bring his big ball sack to Seattle radio this week and shut every Seahawks fan down. <laughs> Tell those twelves what's up. Well, you man, only... I don't want to have anything to do with that no, guy. No, you that don't. Guy's about four foot nine, weighs about 110 pounds. I don't want anything to do with Dibley. First uh, of all, don't weight shame me from a guy who lost about 100 pounds himself. I'm trying yeah. to slim down. And secondly, you only book me when your beloved Seahawks have even a, a sniff yeah. of a chance yeah. to win a game. So I don't expect your Call Softy. I get no, it. Coming. Hey, by the way, what's the name of your co-host there again? I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. it's yeah. Not Mark no, Willard. No, 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 no. Ignore me. He's Dude, a legend. I, just, no. I want to know: was that the guy that you were complaining about, or was that somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> it was him, Softy. Now it got awkward. Right. Just a second. It just he, got he awkward. Told me, it would have gotten here today. He, uh, <laughs> he likes his job, but he can't stand the people he yeah. works with. I think you said that. Kyle's the worst producer you've ever had in the radio industry, and your co-host is a D-bag, and yeah. you wanted to know if I had any advice for you. So, remember, I just told you, just be a pro, Dan. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do. It, it, feels, it feels like you think you're selling dibs out, except for we all oh, know yeah. this. We all know this already. So you're, I'm an open you're, book, you're, yeah, you're not breaking yeah. any news, yeah. Softy. Hey, you know what? I got, I got no consternation about this game on Saturday whatsoever. I mean, you guys know that, right? None. That was I mean, our why guess. would you? You that guys have no guess. chance. Are, yeah. are, are the Seahawks even going to show up? Or nah, will it just be a straight capitulation? I, I think that uh, we're not even supposed to be here. I mean, we got Geno frickin' Smith starting a quarterback for us. We got two rookies at tackle. We got a rookie at corner. We got a rookie at outside linebacker. We got a rookie at uh, running back. We got Pete Carroll's son coaching wide receivers. <laughs> we're not even supposed to be here. We were supposed to win five games, and instead we're nine and eight. We're the seven seed, and we're coming to Santa Clara and Levi Stadium with nothing to lose, baby. Nothing. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought you'd say. That's yeah, what exactly nothing. what. And, and by the, the way, is a success. No, I don't care not, if we get beat by a hundred. It's a loser mentality. You're, you're, well, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Softy. But if if you would dial into your actual heart of hearts for just a second, yeah, you, you give them what kind of a chance? The Seahawks, yeah. uh, about ten percent. I think the only way they win this game is if it's a low-scoring game and. Brock Purdy plays like the seventh-round draft pick that he is, finally. Makes a mistake in the fourth quarter. Sack, fumble, scoop, score, touchdown. Seahawks take the lead. I was thinking a lot about, actually, guys, to be honest with you, that uh, game that we played down there on Thursday night in 2013. I think you guys got us, like, 19-16 to 16 or whatever the score was, and Frank Gore had that long touchdown run. I could see the same kind of game going on here on, on, on Saturday where I just don't think the Hawks are going to have an easy time moving the ball uh, against that defense. This this football team in some ways, at least on defense, reminds me of the 2013 team that played you guys in the NFC Championship and that you're led by your defense, obviously. So, I mean, the Seahawks had a hard time scoring points against the freaking Rams, guys, on Sunday, okay? And the Rams gave up like a month and a half ago. So, I, I, I just don't see the Hawks moving the ball. Seahawk defense has got to step up. they got to get after Purdy. they got to make his life miserable, take advantage of the crappy weather, and hope for a miracle in the fourth quarter. But I'm, I'm telling you, 
and I know I know what you're up to, and I appreciate it. <laughs> that this is all gravy from here on out for the Seahawks. This was a rebuild, man. They're not even supposed to be here. They were supposed to be a seven and ten, six and eleven football team, and instead they bounced right back up and they identified a bunch of key pieces for the future. So it's all good, man. And how about this? You know how many times in Seattle sports history the Mariners and Seahawks have made the playoffs in the same year? It's never happened until now. Wow. How about that? Wow. That's how miserable we are. No, it's a, it's a great run, and it's something that you can certainly bask in. And uh, you know, the Seahawks' fate probably will be similar to the Mariners' fate. But uh, is your offense on a milk carton, Softy? What happened? Well, Geno Smith is starting to play like Geno Smith. I mean, that really is the issue. Go back and look at the first half of the year when they were 6-3 and three versus the back half of the year. His completion percentage, his QBR, passer rating, interception, sacks, blah, 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 everything has been dropping. And a lot of it has to do, uh, it runs parallel, Dibs, at, honestly, with Kenny Walker's injury. I mean, he was banged up for like a month and a half, and they just could not get anything going in the ground game. And now all of a sudden, in the last two weeks, granted, they played the Jets and the frickin' Rams, so I don't know how much you take from those games, but the running game is kind of back. The question is, is it back because the opponents stink, or is it back because they're back? And we're going to find out on Saturday at 1.30 at Levi Stadium. So, Geno Smith has never been good enough and will never be good enough to carry an offense on his own. And if he doesn't have Kenny Walker behind him going for 120 every weekend, the Seahawks are in big trouble. So, that really is the concern for me on Saturday. I, I just don't know how they run the ball against you guys. So, Softy, what are they doing at quarterback going forward? They're going to draft somebody. They're going to try and re-sign Geno to a team-friendly contract. But the issue there, and you guys know this as well as me, all it takes is one knucklehead, dipstick, idiot GM to give this guy $35 million a year and he's gone. And, I mean, look, the entire NFC South needs a quarterback. There's teams all over the NFL that need quarterbacks. There's you know, probably 10 teams that you could say right now need an upgrade over what they have at quarterback. So there's going to be a market for him. How much will it be? I could see them off him a two-year, $40 million deal because, guys, let's face it, $20 million bucks a year for a starting quarterback in the NFL right now is below average. I mean, that's peanuts. So if they can get him to sign a contract like that and go draft somebody, uh, whether it's C.J. Stroud at number five or somebody later in the draft, or maybe, maybe they grab Derek Carr if he gets let go by the Raiders, whatever. I just don't think anything that Geno Smith did this year or his contract should impact what you do at all over the offseason, the quarterback. They, they need a star at quarterback. They need an upgrade at quarterback. Geno's a great placeholder. He had a much better year than any of us thought, obviously. But they need a better answer there, and hopefully they can get Geno back to babysit the guy. Niners paying Brock Purdy, by the way, $705,000 yeah. uh, on that rookie and deal. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, uh, Softy. That's what you get for seven hundred thousand. Hey, outside this market where we all are, we're all going Brock crazy. Yeah. What, what's your impression of what he's done? Is it a Shanahan creation, yeah. or did so many teams just miss out on the skills of Brock Purdy? Okay, are we actually on the air right now? Like, is anybody listening? Is this and you talking? No. Like, like uh, we're on our way in a shuttle bus to the okay, final four in Detroit. I'm going to say something nice about the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, and I really, I don't want anybody to hear it. Okay, that's why I come on this show because I know nobody will ever hear anything I say. That's why I like to go on with you guys. That's such great material. Yeah. So here's the deal: <laughs> I think Kyle Shanahan's the coach of the year in the NFL. 
I mean, dude, the guy's down to his third quarterback. He wins the NFC West. He's the number two seed. And he's scoring points. That's the thing. They're not just winning games 10-7 to 7 with a phenomenal defense and a phenomenal running game. They are scoring points with Brock Purdy, and they're moving the ball through the air. I think it's one of Kyle Shanahan's best coaching jobs ever. I think he's the coach of the year in the NFL. I think Pete Carroll should get votes for coach of the year in the NFL. Are you kidding me? Vegas had these guys at five and a half, and they won nine. With Geno frickin' Smith, what he's done for Geno Smith is unbelievable. But what Kyle Shanahan did losing all those quarterbacks and having to win with a seventh round last pick of the draft nobody from nowhere and to be this good on offense with that guy and the other injuries they've had fellas i don't know man i think all the people down there in the bay area that were ripping kyle shanahan owe that guy an apology from yeah, my perspective that, that that is true but while we're on coaches and you yeah. mentioning pete carroll softy can i ask you this one there are a lot of annoying things that coaches uh, do in the nfl Bill Belichick not answering questions. Brandon, yeah. Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth down in his own end zone. Is Pete Carroll chewing gum the most annoying thing that any NFL coach does? No, because he's more annoying when he looks at you and tries to convince you that the sky is purple when it's really blue. And people in this, in this city actually buy it. I mean, Pete Carroll, when he started off in 2010, he had convinced people that Charlie Whitehurst was the next Joe Montana and that Tavares Jackson was the next Dan Marino. And people actually bought that crap here in Seattle. He is an unbelievable salesman. And here's the thing. We've known that since his USC days. I remember when they hired Pete Carroll, everybody was like, really? That grease ball from USC? That used car salesman? That's the guy we hired? That two-time loser in the NFL? Yeah, that's the guy we hired, and that's the guy that just became the greatest head coach probably in Seahawks history. But yeah, he uh, he's a positive guy, and sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes it's overbearing, but you know what, fellas? It works. I mean, he just tied Mike Holmgren uh, for most wins all time in the history of the NFL. He's been to the playoffs 10 times in 13 years. All the other teams combined in the NFC West in that same time span have been there 13 times combined, and they've had 13 different head coaches. In the meantime, this guy's been there 10 times and has been the only dude on the job since 2010. So it's annoying. It's overbearing. It's a little douchey at times with him. It's a little bit ridiculous, but it freaking works, fellas, I gotta tell you. And he was the Bay Area zone until he went to USC, and then yeah. we distanced ourselves even more when he went Pacific. to Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Redwood High School, uh, Pacific's that, not in the Bay Area. Pacific is not in the Bay Area, Safi. You can leave the Bay Area geography to those of us yeah. who grew up here, just like I'm not gonna go Puget Sound on you. Uh, rookie of the Year, Brock Purdy over Kenneth Walker, right? Uh, it's a great question. Can we wait until we see what happens on Saturday? I mean, it's like with the Heisman Trophy. I don't know why we're not waiting until after the bowl games to vote for the Heisman Trophy, because if we were waiting to vote, we probably would put Stetson Bennett number one after what he did this uh, last couple of weeks oh uh, against Ohio State and TCU. So I would, I would go with Kenneth Walker, not because I'm biased or anything, but Kenneth Walker has been playing along an offensive line that's starting two rookies, and he also missed like five 
games and didn't even get to really play until Rashad Penny went down a couple weeks into the season. So he has not had as many carries and as many starts as other running backs have in the NFL. I also think that Brock Purdy has a tremendous offense around him. So I'm giving it to Kenny Walker. All right, those are fair points, but Brock Purdy missed 11 games. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you saw those. But uh, anyway, Softy, enjoy the Purdy party that's coming up yeah. this Saturday. Hey, well, just, all right, let me ask you guys this. You're 10 point favorites. Second biggest favorite on the board behind Buffalo. How, bi- how embarrassing would it be for you guys to lose at home to Seattle on Saturday? It would be incredibly the, embarrassing. It would the, be the worst playoff loss in Niner history. The question, okay, the question is, me favor, send me that drop, please. Yeah. That Dibley just Softy, gave do me a favor. Show. And by the way, use on your show how, oh, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the year. Oh, I wish we had. I said that on my show, too, by the way, just for the record. Just do me a favor and call me. You need me on your program. You want me on your program. Well, what's the, uh, are you with, uh, I'm trying to, see, the problem is I don't know who the hell works for who down there anymore. Everyone's jumping around from your station to the other station. They're doing podcasts. They're doing YouTube. They're doing Twitch. They're doing this. They're doing that. I mean, it's like one big freaking incestual nepotism family down there on those two radio stations. I don't know who the hell's doing what. No, if anything's happening in the digital space, that's us. Yes. There you go, Softy. You don't have to worry about it. All the other guys then. Exactly. Forget the other guys. Have your producer tell me. Friday Friday at uh, 328. We'll do it Friday. Done, Softy. Done. I'll be half in the back. It'll be great. All right, see you, boys. See you, boys. All right, there he goes. 328. That's Live a weird, booking right that's there. That's a weird booking time. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he he thinks, and this, I think it's kind of part humor and part offensive, but he thinks I look like the pirate from uh, the movie Dodgeball. I don't know. I don't know if you've do, seen oh, Dodgeball. Steve Ball. the Pirate. Yeah. Steve, Steve the Pirate. Wait a so minute. every time I go do, on his show, do you think that you don't? Well, he's a redhead, and uh, you were a redhead. I, I still am. Yeah. Some, well, some way, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Your whole face so gets red. Every a lot. time I go on his show, he plays Yo Ho Yo Ho, a pirate's life for me, and he always Dar. It's the pirate. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's very. F- yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh god. The funniest bit in that movie oh. is when Justin Long does not know who Steve the Pirate is. Right. It's so good. Oh. Underrated film. <laughs> All right, can, can, Very. We all, can we all just take a breath? Sure. That was loud. That was loud. <laughs> and he, he's I mean, right. Me. Kyle Shanahan, coach of the year. He is right. Which I said that last week. Yeah. I said that. Oh, well, Brian Dable and the Giants, we didn't see. You yeah. got that from Mike Silver's column. No, I didn't. I said, no. I have said he this. Stole from fact, Silver. Stop it. I'm doing my softie right now. Listen. Inflammatory. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to see what we do in Coach of the Year. It's not actually Coach of the Year. It's who did better than we thought he was going to do. And Softie was saying that about. Pete Carroll. That's all. That that's true. And Pete they were Car- supposed to be five and twelve. Listen. So give all those people votes. They all did a good job. Dable, good job. Carroll, nice job. Sirianni, really good job. Dougie P, Kyle Shanahan, great job. Here's the crown. You're the freaky. You gonna crown him? You're the co-favorite in the NFC. You're the two seed, and you're playing quarterback with a seventh round rookie. And oh, by the way, all of your stats went up. When, when when that happened, yeah, you've got the best roster, in theory. So what? So what? I mean, it's it's almost as if you take some of these awards away at the start of the year from certain teams. Buffalo can't win it. Kansas City can't win it. Like it, right? Andy Reid, ineligible for Coach of the Year. Why? 
Why? You're supposed to be like, good. You, yeah, but you still have to go do a good job. This is football. It's not, and apologies to Steve Kerr, but this is not the NBA where you can have Luke Walton or Andre Iguodala coach the team and still go out there and win all your games. This is the NFL. This is the NFL. And, and, and if we all believe, and to a certain degree we do, even though Brock Purdy's a very good player, and we don't know what Trey Lance is yet, and Jimmy Garoppolo, while limited, a good player, we all believe that these play calls from Kyle Shanahan are a very, very big part of the deal. And on the defensive side of the ball, the approach that D'Amico Ryans has used, a big part of the deal. And then coaching is also just managing a locker room and keeping a group heading in the same direction always. And you have to do that every year. You have to start over and do that every year. He's done a phenomenal job. He's done a phenomenal job. He has, but they don't lead football in wave wins above Vegas. And that, I think, is where a lot of times this yeah. award gets handed out. I don't like the, that. The Niners over under for the year was, what, 10? 10, 10 wins, so. 10, 10 and a half. So they won 13 plus three. If you look across football, is there another team that was greater than plus three? Who and is? that's where. Is it the Giants? I think Minnesota. Minnesota's over-under might have been 9, yeah, 9 or 10. See, no one's even bringing Philadelphia's over-under was not 11, so theirs is greater than no, 3. No, it was probably it was probably at least 9. 9 and a half it or 10, yeah. Nine. But I, I think that mark is a lot of times where this award goes. Yeah. To your point, I don't think it's right, but that's where we decide on who Coach of the well, Year was. What was Detroit's Vegas win total? They won nine. Probably six. Yeah, Dan Campbell. I mean, he he probably, there's all these. Don't bite a kneecap. Yeah, I mean, hard knocks to nine and eight. Check your other kneecap. All these guys have done a good job. They've all done really good. The Bengals started off the year uh, looking awful. Burrow four picks. And then they've, they, they right, Super Bowl loser always has a terrible year the next year. Meh. 12 and four. So, like, all these people have done a really good job. But is there a better headline than I'm, I'm waltzing in as the favorite with my third QB? Yeah, I'm with you. What? Come on. You can't oversell that. You can't. Especially when you win 10 straight. I mean, you've won right. 10 in a row. You sweep the division. You're the two seed, 13 and four, and you're going in with all this momentum. And to what you said about how they did it, yes, you have your third string quarterback, but it's not like you had your third string quarterback and you're winning games, and you love this, 11 to 10 based on having an elite defense and your quarterback stinks, but your defense is so good that you survived a third string quarterback who plays like a third string quarterback. You brought in your third string guy and not only did you not miss a beat, you got better. Yeah. Oh, markedly. Yeah. Markedly. I liked your rookie of the year question. What, what, so did he. What's your answer to that? My answer is that it's uh, Watson of Green Bay. It's neither of the two. Really? Yeah. I think that he had the most complete year. Yeah. Walker see? just got over 1,000 yards rushing, and I don't think that Brock Purdy played enough to to merit real rookie of the year, That's offensive rookie of the year conversation. It's interesting because Watson, by the way, are you ready for this? He not even the Packers' leading receiver this year. Oh, he's not? No. So I would actually throw... Um, I would throw Christian Watson almost in the... By the way, Trey Lance's teammate in college, Christian Watson. Um, I would throw him almost in the same bucket as as Brock Purdy in that he was not a thing until halfway through the year. Um, if you look at his game log, I mean, it was 
Week one, two, three, four, week five, ten. six. Week seven before he caught more than three balls in a game. Week seven before he caught more than three balls in a game. And so somewhere somewhere along the road there, it was a game against Dallas. They won in overtime, 31-28. And that was he, week 10, actually. Yeah. Okay, so with the bye week, that goes to week 10. He had four catches for 107 yards and three touchdowns. Those were his first three touchdowns of the year. He ended up with seven and a total of 611 receiving yards. So I get that he... he seven looks, touchdowns. Yeah, he looks good. And, and I do think he is going to be the presumptive WR1 for the Packers starting next year. But if you take the season as a whole, uh, I don't, I, you know, he, he didn't pop enough for me. I'll put him probably in third place behind Walker and Purdy. Some of the other names that are out there, Kenny Pickett, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, Garrett yeah. Wilson, if you want to pick a receiver, that's your guy. He went over 1,000 yards. And rookie of the year, unlike MVP, doesn't have a whole lot to do with how the team finished. Right. It's much more of an individual award. So I'll admit, I'd give it to Kenneth Walker, but Purdy is like, he wins a different award that doesn't exist. He's the most important rookie of the year. Yeah. No doubt. I'm looking at uh, sportsbettingdime.com and they're tracking the offensive rookie of the year contenders. Brock Purdy didn't hit the chart. Until December sixth, right. and at that point he was two hundred to one. And now you look at it, and he is four and a half to one. He's nine to two. Kenneth Walker is the favorite, minus one twenty five. Garrett Wilson plus two hundred. Then Purdy, Pickett, and Watson are longer shots on the board. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I tell you what, um, he'll get a lot of votes. But, but they I, vote. Have they already voted? Or do I don't they know wait? if they've already voted, but they're not going to. They don't allow playoff. Okay. Uh, results. To we know that Mike in. Silver does not have a vote. Correct. He was asked to not vote. The crazy, yeah, the biggest <laughs> no-brainer in the history right. of mankind. Exactly. Wesley Hoagland. Um, all right. Don't forget Warriors tonight, and we will be covering that coming up. John Bloom, our good buddy, voice of the Suns, one of the voices of the Suns, oh. is coming up at eleven. Tune into Warriors Live at ninety-five-seven. The game presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet, only from Xfinity. And remember, the postseason begins now. The road to Glendale is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. It's all sponsored by CalHope.org. We'd love to take some of your phone calls. Look at the quarterbacks in the NFC. Which ones, if any, scare you? Why is it that Brock Purdy can't get to the Super Bowl? Because if you notice, the rest of the group... Not all that accomplished either, save for one guy. So we'll get to some calls on that coming up next. 888-957-9570. Bucky Brooks is ahead on the show as well. Willard and Dibbs, 95.7 The Game. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. On 95.7 The Game. Star Wars Night? Star Wars Night. Mm. January 10th. If you were to compose your starting five <laughs> of Star Wars characters. Okay. You got to put Yoda at the one. Uh, oh, actually, okay. I would go Are Yoda we doing at the positions one. or just my or just favorite? You five? can do it however you want. Like, like I'm thinking, death lineup is probably something we should go. <laughs> exactly. Your lack of faith is disturbing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, look, the Emperor to stretch for. Like, act, tell me the odds. Yeah, yeah, we should have Darth walk over to Iguodala right now and be like, "I find your lack of playing time disturbing." <laughs> it's a solid four, right? Like, we should do that. So the Force is with you, young. Yeah, not, not really. Um, a Jedi yet? <laughs> Steve Kerr goes over to Iguodala. Andre, you gonna play tonight? No, no. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Get more power converters, Steve. <laughs> All right, Andre. <laughs> Help us, Andre. I, you're our only hope. Andre, I. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, Darth. Darth is definitely my center, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I'm gonna put Han at the small fold. LeBron drives to the hoop. Uh, Darth is there. Holds out his hand. LeBron's down. <laughs> Shoot the chosen one. Seriously. Yes, he was. It's so, a hand check. Yeah. <laughs> this is right up the no, uh, That's a Han check. No. Uh, yeah. No, Han Solo's my it's small forward. My, yeah. He's my small forward. Plays too much one-on-one. Yeah, but you know what? I'm okay with that. It's the NBA. Uh, we I'm need fired. somebody. We need Never somebody. tell me the odds. Yeah, tie game, 10 seconds to go. I'd like someone who's not going to fall down. Okay? So, yeah, give me Han Solo. <laughs> I'm good with that. Uh, my problem here, the weak point, is knowing all of the newer characters. I saw the movies. Sure. But, like, I couldn't name who these people are. You don't need to. Yeah. Kylo Ren. I don't know what's going on over here. Kylo what's Ren is, he's kind of the Jermichael Green, I think. You know, looks good, but uh, I don't know how much impact he could have. <laughs> Little BB-8 off the bench. That's Ty Jerome. Just come rolling in, at, right? And he's effective. Yeah. And he's plucky and cute, right? 
I had to get that word in there. <laughs> did, we, did we get Chewbacca in this lineup? Because I feel like Chewbacca at the four is a necessity. Wait, well, I'm sorry, what? I yeah, think Chewbacca. Those three. Really yeah, good. Yeah. If this was the, still the 90s, then right. yes. I mean, Chewie, I don't know if Chewbacca can play in the Chewie, modern NBA. Chewie is teammates solo? With, he, but Chewie is teammates no. with Rick Mahorn. You're absolutely right. Dude, like, totally. He's totally Chewbacca the is he's Ben Wallace. <laughs> That's a f- good point. Good point by you guys. I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah. Love Chewy, but yeah. Chewy could not play in today's NBA. No jump shot. He get teed up twice. Face the floor. He get teed up twice in the second he quarter every time. and, you know, come on. <laughs> he would just pick Russell Westbrook up and hock him into the third row. He's like, I had enough of your act. Early flagrant two from Chewy. Yeah, exactly. So. A flagrant chew. <laughs> That's a four. Yeah. Four line five. You're on fire. For to- Fatone24 on YouTube says uh, Chewblocka, uh, D-P-O-Y. Yeah, there it is. Thought you'd like that one, Kyle. Really good. Uh, anyway. Anyway, we can Warriors, do the whole show on this. The, the Warriors, are, uh, you, you know me. Uh, I'm not going to do must-win game in January, but the Warriors have to win tonight. I'll explain. No, no, just follow me. It's not a must-win, but like... This, Stop it. No, they do. They've got to win. You can't go from, I'm not concerned at all, wake me in April, I'm to... Not. And to, oh, it's a gotta have it. it. I'm not concerned if they lose, but that's I would just be like, well, that's just stupid. Do you know what I mean? You ever go somewhere, you go out, and you're just like, ah, you know, like you try a new restaurant, you're like, well, that just, no. I'm or never when somebody going there parks and they take up two parking spots in a crowded parking lot. Do you know that's what? That's just stupid. I agree with you, but do you want to know? Those people get keyed, by uh, the way. Do they really? Yeah. By some. <laughs> The worst part is when they leave the cart. You're about to turn in, and you don't see the cart that someone left directly in the parking space, so oh, you can't turn on. in there, and then you got to, you got to back out. Yeah. Or you just make your kid get out and push it, like my mom used to do with me. <laughs> so you want to know you know, how to reason hey, with Benny. that, though? I can, I can help you get through the frustration of that moment when someone takes two parking spots. If they hadn't, because obviously you're only bugged by it because parking is very difficult to find in that moment. Exactly. Right, so if they hadn't taken up two spots, someone else would be in that other spot. Not so, true. Yeah, it is true. It is no, totally it's true. not true because had no. they only taken one spot, maybe somebody would be leaving that other spot as I pulled up. Maybe, but and, probably not. Well, the other part of it, too, is had they not taken up two spots, they probably wouldn't have to go to the auto shop to repair the the random that, damage that somehow happened to their rear quarter panel. That, that is a different story. Yes, yeah. that's a different and story. And the other one, Mark, before we pivot back to actual sports, pivot. is the big car driver who parks in the compact spot and takes up so much of the compact spot to where your vehicle is spilling over into the other spot where huh. I, as a compact vehicle driver, am trying to park. Yeah. Those people just get a door ding. So we're not going to talk about this because I disagree with you on that one. Because you drive a bigger car <laughs> and you will selfishly yeah. park wherever you damn no, well please. No, compact spots should be about depth, not width. Oh, no, okay. they're about width no, only. No, That's why they're compact is because the width of the spot is not big enough. Yeah, but my car... It's not about the My depth. car is not really that much wider than your tiny car. It's deeper. Then you're you fine yeah. in a compact right. spot. <laughs> it's, However, if you park anyone, in a compact it's spot... It's about depth, not width. If you're in a compact spot and you are spilling over outside the white line, no, you are susceptible that's my fault. to auto body yes, damage. Yes, Matters. My fault, my fault if I do that. But if it's a depth thing and I'm hanging out a little bit into the into the just whatever, the lane, deal with it. That's Lengthwise. Yes. Depth. Depth. 
Not width. Yeah, it's about okay. width. All the right. compact spots are about width. All right. Um, so anyway, we're sitting here this morning, and I was thinking about this, because in fact, I think it was even maybe Sh- something Shasky said this morning as I'm, I'm driving in, and I, I just all of a sudden clicked. I go, you know what? I think, I think I've, as my mom used to say so many times when I was a kid, I've had it up to here. I've had it up to here with the idea that Brock Purdy can't or won't do XYZ simply because of his story. Like, we're really just making up a story. You can't do it out of the seventh round. Sure you can. Underdog stories are everywhere. Tom Brady is the goat. Rudy is a movie. Why on earth... Are we saying that somebody's not allowed to go to a Super Bowl out of the seventh round? Because now, it's never happened. So what? That's things, what. But, but that's what we lean on right, when but, we say they can't but or things, he can't. But thing, literally sports on an annual basis gives us things that have never happened before. Yeah. It's why we're here. The 49ers played opponents and none of them won the following week all year long. Never happened before in the history of the world. But it did this year. So why not this? No NBA team has ever blown a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals. Ah. Until they did. Until they did. No team had ever come from 3-0 down in the World Series. Until they had. Yeah. So, And I'm with you on this point because... It's easy to look at this and say no rookie has ever done what we're asking him to do, but there will be a time when this actually happens, so why can't it happen now? No doubt. I'm totally with you on that. The rookie thing is actually, to me, a stronger point than the seventh round thing. Agreed, yeah. Because the seventh round thing is just a quirk of the draft, and it also, you now need to factor in what's your context. When you arrive to your team, are they good? Are they bad? Who's your coach? Brock Purdy has sold under a lucky star. This guy walked into a room and and, and had half of a year to learn some things, and then ended up with Kyle Shanahan as his coach. Christian McCaffrey is his running back and Trent Williams is his left tackle. Holy hell. So sure, right. you're not like other seventh rounders. Speaking of star, yeah. Bart Star was a 17th round pick. So, and I know that this doesn't even exist anymore. 1956 right. draft, he was passed over 16 times by <laughs> and I, I know well, there were three teams something like that. <laughs> well, hell, I'm not drafting yeah, him. Exactly. I think they might have had 12 teams, but the point being he was a 17th rounder. Exactly. So it's not like Bart it's not like Brock Purdy would do something that we haven't ever seen before. The rookie thing is a stronger point because that just goes to the idea of overall experience. Can somebody who's in inexperienced go win? Now, the other side to that is that's a little quirky too. Have we seen young quarterbacks come into the league and win? Sure, Ben Roethlisberger did it. It wasn't right away, um, but there's context there too. We've given him all of these nicknames. How about this? Oh, he's a backup. He's a third stringer. Well, that's never happened before, dude. It's happened all the time. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl. A lot of guys who win. By the way, how about when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl? How'd the year start? He was the backup. So man, Drew Bledsoe got destroyed. He on that did. <laughs> so all man. of these things happen, and then. Go to the next revolution of the conversation, and this is what really dawned on me. We've spent all year talking about how, well, the NFC doesn't have a whole lot of great teams, and that's true. But it's even furthering the point to say, who are these quarterbacks that Brock Purdy's got to go beat, and why are they so scary? Is Kirk Cousins scary in the playoffs? You've watched it, 49er fans, and not scary at all. Is Daniel Jones scary in the playoffs? Don't know. Never seen it before. 
a lot of us never thought we would. Okay? Is Dak Prescott scary? I don't know. He's got the highest interception rate of anybody in the entire league going against potentially the top defense. Who do you think would win? And that's picks per pass, right? Interception rate. Exactly. Now, is Jalen Hurts scary? Yeah. But at the beginning of the year, who did you think Jalen Hurts was? You didn't think he was the MVP. You didn't think he was going to the Super Bowl. Is Geno Smith scary in the playoffs? Come on. Now, how about the Tom Brady conversation? Sure, he's 45. However, he doesn't age. And yes, he's still good and effective, but doesn't that regular season game now help that potential matchup? We already watched him play Tom Brady. He torched him. They were up 28-0 at halftime. What's so scary about what Brock Purdy's about to go try to do? Not a thing other than the unknown. And you made a great case right there in terms of what the other quarterbacks are facing because, and we talked about this in the changeover, wins by starting quarterback in the playoffs is zero 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 one one, and the rest of 35. them. Yes, Tom Brady. So Jalen Hurts is 0-1. He's had a playoff start. He went 23 of 43 last year at a QB rating of 60. He threw a couple of picks, and Philadelphia lost the game. Who did he play? I forget that game. Who did he play? Who did the Eagles play in that game? That's a good question. I don't remember. That was last year? Yeah. He got blown out by Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. Good point. So first round. Yeah, first. 31-15. Tampa Bay's first round opponent last year. Okay. Yeah, 31-15. So he at least has the experience of having been through a playoff game. Brock Purdy doesn't have that, but by the time he plays Philadelphia, assuming those two teams do advance, then he'll have two playoff wins. Jalen Hurts would have one. I just think, if, let, let's run this out in our minds. And, and you even heard that bite that Spadone played about a half hour ago of Al Michaels. He finishes the Thursday night game by making the statement about Brock Purdy, it just seems like nothing's ever too big for him. And that's true. So why would we suddenly think that this guy, who everything he's done to this point, every week we're like, wow, I can't believe that he's not scared. Like this guy is just filled with guts. Yet somehow in our minds we're like, but he's going to melt this weekend. I don't see it. I don't see any chance of that. And situationally, what have these six games not offered him? I would suggest to you that they've offered almost everything. Has he come from behind and won a score fest? Yeah. Sure thing. Down by 10 against the Raiders. Has he done it on the road, prime time against a division opponent? And and by the way, while hurt, sure Beat thing. Seattle, yeah. Has he gone against a good team when he was thrown into action that he didn't know he was going to play? Sure, down 7-3 against the Dolphins. How about a home game where Tom Brady is the other starter and just all of the emotions that that must have been? No problem. Like, he has faced so many situations. He's passed them all. Yeah. I, I think it's a fair bet to suggest that this one... Would be the same. This one, yes, and maybe the next one, but the one that, to me, still looms would be a road playoff game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl at Philadelphia in a hostile environment. And you dismissed mostly Philadelphia as a daunting crowd last week. As a crowd, yeah. I'm not, they're, they're a daunting team. Yes, but I, don't, I do I think don't, it's a daunting crowd, especially if you get to an NFC Championship yeah. game. And that's something that he won't have a chance to do until he does it. And hopefully 
hopefully they'll get a chance to get there to where he'll have a chance to do that. They got to do and it And then too. we can see, exactly, they, they have one game to win. The Niners would have two to win. Yeah. So it's a much easier road for Philadelphia, one home game versus two home games. But in terms of this Saturday against Seattle, I don't think that there's going to be anything daunting other than the fact that it is one and done now. There's no cushion. Sure. Last weekend against Arizona, starting David Blau, that was a low wattage kind of ball game sure. for Brock Purdy, but you mentioned that already. Come off the bench against Miami, a team that was humming at that time. You check the box. Go to Seattle and face the 12s. You check that box. Go up against the GOAT. You check that box. You've done so many things in such a short period of time. I don't look at anything Saturday that's going to come up that would be daunting other than it's a playoff game. And the other thing would be the one thing we haven't seen yet from Brock Purdy is a ghastly mistake that directly leads to the other team's scoring points. That's true, points. which he gets credit for having not made that mistake. He does. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Like, you, you wonder... Uh, how he would react. Like, what if he does come out and throw a pick six on the opening drive or something like that? Uh, but, again, I, I, all we can do in that moment is go to the evidence of what we've already seen. He looks unshakable, unbreakable. Yeah. Mentally. I'm not saying he's a perfect quarterback, but a lot of what we're talking about right now is mental, not physical. Like, his arm is going to be what it is. His, right, his right. brain is going to be what it is. But and the offense around him is going to be what it is. Yeah, but his emotions, his emotions are what we're talking about here. And the evidence we have to this point, unshakable, unbreakable. Yes, so far. He, he, but he hasn't been in this high leverage spot. Sure, but he's all. been in plenty of leverage spots. Like the other thing we do to quarterbacks, which is funny, and I do it too, is like, oh, he went against Tom Brady. Actually, these two people will never be on the field <laughs> right. at the same time ever. He's going against the other team's defense. And the 49ers, if you here's the other point that I think really needs to be made. What other defenses are good in the NFC? Are the Seahawks a good defense? No. No. Are the Vikings a good defense? Not really. They're trash. Um, Dallas is a good defense. Dallas was a good defense. Right. I think lately I've been pretty unimpressed. Like, if you, I, I don't know exactly what happened to them, but if you suddenly spotlight what took place in that Houston game, remember they blew out the Colts 54 to 19. The following week, they went into a sleepy game against the Houston Texans and they won 27 23, but. The quarterbacks for Houston, they're moving different people in and out, Driscoll and Mills, and they went up and down the field on Dallas. And it was easy to just kind of flick it off your shoulder and go, oh, well, yeah, yeah, the Dallas is sleepwalking. It was Houston. What happened the very next week? Went to Jacksonville, gagged a big lead, and gave up a 40-burger to the Jags. What happened the very next week? They go to Tennessee, and they win that game going against a rookie backup quarterback also who's not proven that they can move the ball. Actually, I skipped a week. What did they do against Philadelphia? They go against Philadelphia's backup quarterback. They win. They gave up 34 points to Gardner Minshew. And then it all ends in the final game of the year where a rookie named Sam puts 26 points on them and beats them by 20. So... You, we talk about the Niner defense not looking its best the last couple weeks. I don't know what happened to Dallas's defense, but the last five weeks of the season, totally unimpressive. Philadelphia's got a good defense. 
If you want to talk, well, if you look at yards a game, the Niners have given up 300.6. The Eagles have given up 301.5. Points a game, the Eagles have only given up 20 points a game. The Niners have given up 16.3, by far the best in the league. I think the Eagles, especially when they play at home and the crowd will be a factor, whether or not you want to dismiss them or not, defense is helped a lot by hometown crowds, Philadelphia's defense is one that can get after you. They're good, but I don't think that they're in the conversation well, the with the 49ers. defense is the best in football. Right. So we can compare and contrast any defense, and they're going to fall short of the 49ers. You talked about what defense scares you in the NFC. Uh, Seattle, no. Minnesota, no. no. The Giants, no. not really. Dallas, a little bit. Meh. Tampa Bay a little bit, Not but the really. Niners had I mean, their yeah, way with them went right through when them. they came through here. Mm-hmm. And then Philadelphia, I would say yes. But again, this offense is such that no defense should be that daunting to really scare this offense. And I'm sort of setting that Philadelphia potential game as the baseline anyway. If the 49ers were to get to that Philadelphia game and lose by three, I'm not going to call this season a, a, a bad year. I'm not going to call Brock Purdy a bad quarterback. Like, that's a losable football game. They all are, but that one's the one where I think you can wrap your head around it. As I've said, I said it yesterday, I'll stand by this. Niners have got to get to January 29th or I find these playoffs to be very disappointing. And yes, I can hang that around Brock Purdy because of what I just said. Yeah. Whoever he's going against, unless it's Tom Brady and it's not the same Tom or the same team quite frankly as it used to be, there's no reason they shouldn't win these first two games. There's no reason. There just isn't. Turnovers is the only thing that, and that always can pop up in any matchup. And you were mentioning it earlier in terms of the what if for Brock Purdy. Let's say Seattle gets the opening kick and they go down and they score. Because that's what this Niner defense has done of late. They've given up opening drive touchdowns. Kickoff. Ray Ray decides to take a touchback. First and 10 at the 25. Brock Purdy throws a pick six. Now you're down 14 nothing, and there's eight minutes to go in the first quarter. At that point, it's deep breath time for Brock Purdy, yep. and then we will see exactly what this kid's made of. And wouldn't you bet that they would still win that game? I, if I had to bet in yeah, that moment... I still think they'd win. Yeah. And like the if live you've got line, three and a half quarters left to go, I'd still so think they'd win. So eight minutes to go first quarter, and Seattle's up 14 nothing. The uh-huh. Niners are about to get the ball back. Brock Purdy's 0 for 0, 0 for 1, with, with no yards and a pick six going the other way. The live line... The live point spread, would the be, Niners would still be favored. Probably minus two. Yeah, yeah two maybe, or three. Maybe, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, hey, Jonathan in San Francisco, you're on with Willard and Dibbs. Uh, John Bloom, Phoenix Suns broadcaster, moments away. Hey, Jonathan, what are you doing? Hey, um, just resting and listening to 9-5, saving the game all day long. That's right. I just want to say, hey, bring it on, Burrow, whoever, uh, my homies. Hey, I, I'm not afraid anymore, man. Unlike in the past that you're kind of hoping, this year I'm expecting. I mean, look at the last four or five games of the Niners. They're scoring not field goals, touchdowns, and that's very important. It's total complementary football now, you know. It's not just the defense trying to carry the load for the most part. It's the total package. You know, just like I said in the last three calls, it's kind of like that Tom Petty song, Into the Great Wide Open, right? With Brock Purdy as a quarterback, Kyle Shanahan's offense, the playbook is wide open. 
Jonathan, trying to do it even through the sickness. It's nothing but respect. Uh, thank you very much for the call. Yeah, and that's the other thing. We make this all about Brock. It's the team. That's where if I ever get stressed about a thought like you just created, 14 nothing Seattle. Right. I mean, the, the 49er team. Uh, to me, is too good for that. They're just they're too good everywhere. You should be Seattle. able to recover from a fourteen nothing deficit early right. in a football. You game. should be able to avoid that from even happening in the first place. I, it, yeah, in that scenario, it's it's somewhat it plausible. It's football because the Niners' defense has shown yep. of late the propensity to give up an early touchdown. Well, so, could, yeah, could DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett get loose on the opening drive? Sure. Could a ball bounce off a shoulder pad and end up being a pick could six? Could they go 11 Absolutely. plays, 75 yards? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. we've seen that of late. We saw the Raiders go through them like a hot knife through butter. And um, the Raiders aren't a playoff team. Correct, correct. Um, all right, 957thegameshop.com. Relevant shirts for Brock Purdy. DPOY shirts, hoodies, and gear from all the show. 957thegameshop.com. Shirts not a must win. But if you think the Warriors have been hampered by injury and illness lately, wait till you hear what the Suns are going through. And the Warriors having lost two disappointing home games in a row. They just have no business losing this basketball game tonight. That's what I mean. No, it's not a must win. But this is absolutely something that the Warriors should and have to do. Go get back in the win column with a victory against this team tonight. What is the story around the Suns? We'll get that coming up next as broadcaster for the team and our good friend John Bloom joins us on Willard and Dips. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.